Brooklyn, New York, and Hollywood, California. It's the Bacchosal Hoot Nanny, starring Nate and Adam. This week, former West Monroe High School and LSU defensive end and linebacker and Bristol White Sox, Burlington Bees, Winston-Salem Warthogs, Birmingham Barons, and Charlotte Knights right-hand pitcher Brian West. And now... Two guys who combined for one more baseball MVP trophy than Brian West, Adam Wilson and Nathan Frizzell. Thank you, Emily Ann Hindman, for that unsportsmanlike introduction. There's no need to run up the score, Emily. <laughs> Take your knee, it- sit on the ball, okay? He's, he's nervous enough being on the show with me, and to a lesser extent, Nate. You don't have to do that, Emily. It should be a lesser extent to me. I'm not, I'm not in, it's, it's 8, 11 a.m., so there's nothing to be nervous about. That was your nickname in high school, lesser extent. Lesser extent, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, a good day. Welcome to the Bicoastal Hootenanny, starring Nate and Adam. I am and Adam. Adam Tootenanny Wilson, that is, in... Brooklyn, New York, where it is currently 73 degrees Fahrenheit and threatening. And I am starring Nate Frizzell in Hollywood, California, specifically the Fairfax District of Hollywood, California, where it is mostly sunny and 64 degrees. Uh, the Jack Frost is nipping at my nose. Yeah, Fairfax District. Jews, 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 Jews. Same thing every week Hips, from you. Jews, and uh-huh. Jews. Um, That's right. Uh, Nate- I, almost got hit, I almost got hit by one this week. Oh, really? Again. Like in a car yeah. or just like he was like, yeah, to start a fight. Oh, walking. They, they don't like their stop signs. Uh, and that that's really the only problem I have with them because they're quiet. They're good neighbors. You know, they're very considerate as far as that. But they, when they drive around this neighborhood, especially the older folks. And I I wonder if it's mostly because they're older or, or if it's just a, a community thing. They do not like their stop signs. So they just ignore them. I tell you, um, I, um, you know, any any kind of like racist joke I ever tell or racially insensitive joke I ever tell, it's all a bit. Um, I, I certainly believe in the preamble of the United States Constitution, but I swear to God, it is really difficult going to bed every night and not concluding with honesty and conviction that the only people on the face of the planet who can properly operate an automobile are white Christian men. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> It is. I mean, it, it really troubles me. That is one that is completely racist and completely sexist. And God damn it, if I don't actually believe it, <laughs> it's just yeah, bait. you know, it, there, there's something to be said for it. You know, <laughs> there's, you know, uh, I, I, I almost got. I, I was walking to the, the Grove, which is you know a popular area near my house uh, yesterday, going to see a movie in a crosswalk. I got the the walk sign, which means I have the right of way. A guy not looking where he's going is coming uh, straight ahead. He wants to make a right hand turn, 
So he decides he's going to do it, even even though I'm in the crosswalk, which he doesn't see me because he's not looking. Almost hits me, sees me at the last second, stops and goes, uh, and I was like, you want to watch where you're going? And uh, he gives me the finger mm. and, like, sc- screeches off, like, cutting me off, almost hitting me anyway. I'm like, what? He was not a white man. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that much. Uh-huh. So there you are. Your yeah. theory stands, sir. White, white Christian man, I think he can drive a car. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Nate, since we recorded last, or since we recorded uh, the Hootenanny last, uh, the Saints have played two football games. Now, because they played they played on Monday, they played hours after we finished last week, and then they played yesterday. 5-0 uh, and for the fourth time ever, by the way. 1991, 1993, 2009, 2013. Congratulations, Saints. Um, Attaboy. Uh, so... Now, up here in New York, what we do is, uh, you know, a bunch of us Saints fans get together at a place in the East Village, 13th and 3rd, called Bar None. You've been there, Nate. Um, in fact, I think the background photo on our Twitter profile is a photo of me and you at Bar None. Now, what happens is it's very ritualistic. There's a couple of us that get together, um, led by, I think there's this guy. We don't know. He's a good friend of mine. His name is Ted. I don't know what he does for a living. So we just all assume he's an international arms dealer. Uh, and we don't ask him too many questions ex- uh, other than, like, hey, man, w- when was the first time you went to a Saints game? And he's like, uh, I don't know, 1972, something like that. Um, or maybe I was in the Soviet Union buying guns for the Sudan. Those people can't defend themselves with clumps of dirt, sir. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. He blurts out stuff like that all the time. Anyway, so we get together at, like, 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning, and we start decorating this place bar none out. You know, we just deck it out in, in, in Griswold fashion with uh, black and gold. <laughs> Uh, paraphernalia, all bought by international arms dealer Ted. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so uh, Ted usually runs the joint, but he hasn't been around for a couple of weeks because he's been actually Ted. going. He's been actually going to the games. So I've been kind of like in charge of like uh, you know unloading these trunks full of tens of thousands of dollars worth of Saints merchandise that he has bought with his dirty, wow. illegal international arms money. The the Blood money Geneva would burn if they found out what he was doing. Okay. <laughs> He craps on whatever parchment they've scribbled on in Geneva, whatever rules they they think we're supposed to follow. So uh, I'm sitting there. I'm just in this bar really early, right as it opens, and I'm just finishing up all these decorations. It's Christmas every Sunday. And uh, and and this, this past week, I met my three favorite types of people on Earth. And I want to tell you about my three favorite types of people. And by that I mean... Please tell me. By that I mean the three people for whose existence I have utmost contempt so uh the first okay. one first one is a guy walks in he looks around i haven't seen him here before he's obvious i can just tell by the way he's dressed he's he's from uh he's from out of town and he's visiting new york with his wife uh and he comes in and he's like hey man you uh you in charge here and i'm like oh i don't work here i'm just kind of hanging this stuff up um i'll be up in the dj booth playing saints songs during commercials and he's like oh so y'all playing the saints game here and i'm like yes sir and he's like um <laughs> You think if we show up about 30 minutes before kickoff, we can get some of these seats? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, maybe. It's first come, first serve, I guess, you know. And he's like, oh, so you, so you think like 30 minutes should be good? And I'm like, I don't, I don't, it, it's possible. It is possible, but it, it is also possible that it could be completely filled up by the time you get here. It is first come, first serve. I have no idea when every single person is planning on getting here today. <laughs> and then, and then the guy says, uh, so you think probably like maybe 40 minutes before the kickoff would be good? So here's what this guy's doing. He is making sure, he is making damn sure that he will get here just as the final seat is filled so that his fat wife can give me the stink guy the whole game because it's my fault. <laughs> that is exactly what this man is doing. Fuck him. 
That's that guy. That's number one. That is my favorite person in the world, number one. And sure, yeah, that's, and sh- that's dick. That's just dick. <laughs> sure, like, sure enough, by the way, he did show up about 40 minutes before kickoff, right when the last seat got filled, and his... <laughs> And his walrus of a wife just gave me the stink eye. And, like, I didn't know if she wanted to kill me or if she wanted to eat me. Like, if it's a Bugs Bunny cartoon and I was turning into a T-bone steak or a cupcake or something, like, in, in front of her very eyes or something. But she was yeah. she was just pissed the whole time that she had to stand on her ankles all day. And I'm like, look, bitch. Ankles? Yeah, she's, she's probably like, eh, my ankles are sore. To which I would respond, honey, if you put a house on twigs and then just end that sentence with an ellipsis and not finish. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, fuck uh, that guy. Yeah. yeah, that's rough. That's rough. You know what? People like that, I have no sympathy for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to miss out on a lot in life because uh, they do. But the, the subtext of what you were telling them was it's a good idea to, to get here a little bit earlier than 40 minutes before. You know, and they, he totally chose to ignore that. He doesn't understand subtext, so he's going to lose out a lot in life. Hey, man, the subtext was, hey, man, I don't work here. I don't know you. I don't give a fuck. That was the subtext of what I was saying. Yes. Person number two, for whom I have utmost contempt. Um, There's a guy, you know, when the seats started to fill up, there's a guy I hadn't seen before. He looks like he's probably 55. He's a... Um, he looks like he's he looks kind of like he's a, he could be a hell's angel, but he's not because he'd be dressed in black leather and stuff like that. But he's just dressed in some like old faded acid wash jeans and like a T-shirt <laughs> that says something about the Navy on it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he may or may not have been in the Navy. I don't know. Um, and uh, you know, had a Fleur de Lis tattooed on his on one forearm, and then like it, probably his daughter's name tattooed on his left forearm, even though he probably hasn't seen his daughter in twenty five years. Uh, so <laughs> he's that guy, nice Jay, guy. It says like Jane Ann. Yes, stuff like that. Uh, so he's, um, uh, it said amber, actually. But um, well, that could have been his favorite kind of beer. Close. I'm not sure. Anyway, so he's uh, he's just shooting the shit. He's a nice guy. He's like just a man's man. I'm not really judging him, although I am visually judging him, but I'm not taking it against him or something like that, you know. Um, and uh, he was like, yeah, man. I remember I was playing a, a pregame playlist, and something by some song came on. And he was like, yeah, I remember this song. First time I heard this song, I was in 10th uh, grade in 1968. And I was like, oh, yeah, where'd you go to high school? And he's like, Archbishop Shaw. And I was like, awesome, dude. Killer. <laughs> Shaw. Whatever, you know, I'm just being nice, you know. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, you hate Shaw. That's right, Jesuit. Um, but I said, oh, cool, Shaw. Nice. Excellent. And he's like, where did you go to high school? And then I said, I said, just to be making a joke because you know where I'm from, I said, West Monroe, of course. <laughs> I just said that, <laughs> you know. And then he's like, oh, well, that's not New Orleans. And I'm like, I know, dick. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't say it was New Orleans, you piece of shit. You bald guy with yeah. a ponytail. Why don't you go kill yourself, you asshole? All <laughs> re- <laughs> well, that's the that's the male equivalent of that girl who always says, uh, uh, what, what is what is, she always says, oh, it's... Oh, well, I'm it's so glad they got this bar house here for LSU fans, but it's not like Baton Rouge. It's not like yeah. Baton Rouge. Yeah, no shit, bitch. It's New York. Yeah. Different city. It's yeah. way different. Every, we have all accepted this. It is totally fine. There's nothing about New York that actually aspires to be any other city, much less New Orleans. Not to denigrate either one of them. I'm just saying that they are both um, mutually uh, mutually uh, exclusive. There we go. Uh, so, right. so fuck that guy for just shooting. Yeah, well, that's not New Orleans. All right, that's that's right because New Orleans is the only city on the face of the planet. You piece <laughs> of shit. Good lord. Ah. Yeah. Uh. God, people like that. That's 
Yeah. It's just like, you know, that sort of thing. It's not the same thing, but th that is on the level with four, four years after Katrina and actually even still today, whenever, you know, I meet someone new and they, and I say, uh, they say, where are you from? And I say, from New Orleans. This is the reaction I always get. How is everything back there? And it's like, what the fuck are you? It's been, it's been eight years. How do you think things are? Like, have you heard a story recently about how New Orleans just can't get back on its feet? Yep. You know, it, it, it's like people are always like making these assumptions and stuff like uh, that. And I was like, shut up. That said, it was like six, seven years after Katrina and that uh, earthquake in Japan hit. And I was like, you know, like eight minutes from now, Japan's going to be completely fixed. You watch. Like, <laughs> that place is like a fucking anthill. That will, like, just, you turn your back and it is just completely rebuilt. Well, God, listen. God damn it, those people ourselves. are better than us. <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. Uh, if there is any more polar opposite place in the world, it's Japan and New Orleans. Yeah, true. You know? okay. It's like, like people get up, they roll out of bed, and they go to eat crawfish and watch the Saints game. Mm -hmm. That's what we do in New Orleans. There's a, lo there's a lot of hoot-nears in New Orleans East who speak Vietnamese. We're like, yeah, no, Japan, New Orleans, very different. Japan, no good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Racist. Okay. Person number three. Um, this one I love. This one I see the most often. I'm up working the DJ booth, which that's makes me sound like a loser because like i'll tell like i've heard whenever somebody whenever some like hipster chick says to me like hey adam let's go to the knitting factory i've got a friend djing over there tonight i'm like well that guy's a loser fuck him i don't like i don't i don't like <laughs> i don't care he's djing because he's not allowed to party with the rest of the people they have to put him in the corner to play records for everybody else to have a good time fuck that guy i don't want to meet your stupid friend consolation prize so anytime i'm actually manning a dj booth but it's for a saints game it's because you know only a few of us know like when to play you know second line and when to play Hey, Pocky away, stuff like that, you know. Anyway, so this chick, this chick, really cute chick, um, and I can tell she's probably from down there in New Orleans, and she's visiting for the weekend, and she's like, hey, do you take requests? And I'm like, um, uh, yeah, like, well, maybe. Well, it depends on what you want to hear, uh, and if I've got it, what do you want to hear? And she's like, uh, I don't know exactly the name of it, but it's one of my favorite songs. It's like, uh, hey, I went down to the Audubon Zoo. You know that song? And I'm like, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, I know that song. Um, now, that is that is They All Axed for You by The Meters. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. But but already, I'm I'm already like, oh, God, I don't know if I can find that. Because is it They All Asked for You? Is it They All Ask Apostrophe D for You? They All Axed for You? So I had to do a little extensive searching because I didn't know how Asked was spelled in that title. Because they say Axed <laughs> in the song, but it yeah. is actually it's spelled A-S-K apostrophe D. So I was like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see if I can find that. And she's like, you don't know that song? And I'm like, it's not that I don't know the song. She was like, trust me, New Orleans people will lose their shit if you play this song. <laughs> and I'm like, hold on, hold on, bitch. Okay. Uh, where do you think all these people in this room are from? And right. do you think that they've never, like, this? they haven't heard this song since 1983? Do you think that the, they heard this song and then Don't Mess With My Toot Toot came on right after it for the first time? Is that what you think, you idiot? <laughs> Okay, so she says, okay, so she did claim New Orleans people will lose their shit if you play this song. And truth be told, I don't remember ever hearing that song in that room in Bar None before, but I have heard the song. I did find it. The next commercial break, I turned down the TV volume and turned this up, and I played the meters. They all asked for you. You know how many people lost their shit? You know how many people? I'll get one. <laughs> one, yes, Her. one, one. One person lost their shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, she's square dancing and she's line dancing in the middle of the floor and everybody's just kind of staring at her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, no, I, I mean, sort of, but like nobody's paying attention to her. She's just like, oh my God. Like, she, it, it, it's this, it's her first time visiting New York. It's this magical moment. Like, I can't believe I'm hearing New Orleans stuff in New York. It's so crazy. Like, this, these yeah, nar- right. narcissistic, I mean, it's like going to Paris and eating at McDonald's. It's very sort of narcissistic. You know, you go there just to see, oh, I want to see if they, um, think about us all the time. That's what I, you know, I want to see if there's, I don't want to go anywhere else. I want to geographically change my location so that I can show, show it off on social networks, but I don't really want to leave New Orleans. Um, well, they, 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 yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. I had a point, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. <laughs> so those are my three favorite types of people. And by that, I and mean that- the three types of people for whom I have the most contempt. That's those are those are three annoying types of people. That's like playing, like having you play that song is like having them play the Mardi Gras Mambo in July. It's right. just like there are some. Now I I will give this third girl this. There are some songs that you could play, and you know this because you work at Bar None. That you could play at Bar None, and everybody would lose their shit because yeah. they are fun songs to dance to, not just because they're New Orleans songs. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry. They all asked for you. It's just not one. It's just not. Yeah. And and no, I like it. Then, I, I probably liked it more than the average person in there. That was that's the irony. Sure. But uh, because it's because it's old. But did that you automatically lose your makes, shit? I didn't lose. No, I kept my shit. I, I kept sure. it. My shit. I did not. No, I kept it on a leash. <laughs> kept yeah. it. Had a built a fence around it so I wouldn't dig a hole out. You know. Uh, I, I'll tell you though. Like running. Like, I'll tell you. I'm a bit. Um, you know, I don't go to powerlifting competitions and compete because I would never win, and that's why I don't go to DJ competitions either because I do not have my finger on the pulse of what the youth of today want to hear. Um, I li- I like my taste in music. I have a good taste in music. Others have good tastes in music, but I do not have the same taste in music as the people at Bar None have. So I actually have to remember um, illegal na- international arms dealer Ted. He has to send yeah. me an email of tips on what to play and when, and like do not play this song at this point and stuff like that because I. I don't. I don't know. Forgive me. I don't care about Lil Wayne. I don't know any of his songs. <laughs> I can't name a single song. Things like that. You know. Yeah. But there's a lot of Lil yeah. Wayne on the on the playlist and stuff like that. But I got to play some of it at some point. You know, or whatever. Sure. You know. Um. And so, even then, I'm still kind of nervous because I'm sure I could play. I can make a song selection, and then I could have like two guys go like, "What the fuck, bro? What are you playing that for? <laughs> now we're gonna lose. Turn that off." <laughs> You know, so and then they sit over in the corner and pout the rest of the game. Yeah, when we do lose, you know, and then they'll yeah. blame it on me for the rest of their lives. Um, no, but what happens is there's there's basically three types of songs. There's that there's the type of song I'll play that gets all the white girls dancing, and I'm like, okay, yeah. okay, that song sucks. Okay, <laughs> put that one aside. <laughs> then there's the songs that make all the black girls dance, and I'm like, cool, that song rules. Okay, good, obvious reasons. <laughs> and then there's so- then there's the type of song I'll play that gets nobody moving. But like, there's like three dudes about the average age forty, holding their beer and gazing off into oblivion, just kind of nodding slowly with the beat. Yeah, yeah. Like just thinking of like, man, I really got away with that when she was only fifteen. So glad she didn't tell anybody. <laughs> oh man, that was a close one. Uh, you know uh, that that one touchdown I scored thirty-eight <laughs> yeah. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that was back when that was back when playing for Bonneville meant something. Okay. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> country day. Uh, <laughs> was country day around 
before 1990? Probably. That sounds like a fucking daycare anyway. I think it is. Anyway. Uh, I know. It sounds like a daycare, but it's not. It's wait. some like snooty little, you know, high school. It's like it's, Newman. Newman and Country Day are like on the same level. Well, well, Newman's been around for a while, though. That's different. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, no, Newman's older, but. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, let's get to some serious stuff, Nate. You want to do that? Uh, yeah. Well, sure. Let's, let's, let's change the tone of this fucking show. How about we suffer the consequences of The Probe, starring Nathan Frizzell. Welcome to The Probe. I'm Nathan Frizzell. I'm going to lose the tagline because I messed that up. Um, Adam. Yes, Nate. news this uh-huh. week. As we all know, the government shutdown. Mm-hmm. Now, I've decided, I decided when we first started this show that I didn't want The Probe to do the same old stories that everybody is doing. Um... And uh, But you know what? I think this government shutdown is really important this week. I'll tell you why. Because I'm going camping in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And if this shutdown doesn't end, I can't go camping. And if I can't go camping, I'm going to be pissed off. Hold on. So if you, yes. if you, No, if you go camp, if the government doesn't stop shutting down and you go camping, you'll have to do an impression of half the people in your state and jump a fence. <laughs> right. I'm not going to go camping in Mexico. Are you kidding me? No, I mean, you, just. I want to live. You idiot. Just jump the fence into the park. Yeah. Into the into the park. You went, oh. Uh, you missed, oh, I thought <laughs> you meant jump a fence into. You got the joke and missed the joke at the same time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I could, but, you know, here's the shitty thing. My friend Noah mm-hmm. yesterday uh, went, uh, tried to go uh, hiking in Malibu. Uh, and it's just, that's just a, that, that's a park, but that's not like a camping. That's just like a hiking trail, basically. Um, and there was a ranger there. It's shut down, but it, he's considered essential personnel in that he's supposed to be there to make sure that people don't go into the park. He's not getting paid. So he's just standing at the entrance going, you got to turn around. All right, fine. Go ahead. Go hike. But don't you get in fucking trouble because I'm not going to rescue you. So, like, there's people there to tell you you can't camp and you can't park, but the, the park's not open. Bullshit. So, in response to this stupid government shutdown, I've decided to bring to you today a list of just some of the services and uh, departments that are closed because of this government shutdown. And you tell me what you think, mm-hmm. Adam Wilson. This sounds very exciting. Uh, well, I think you're going to be <laughs> somewhat shocked that we that our country is even operating right now. Let's go. A list of the closed departments of the government. Uh, the Chemical Hazard and Safety Investigation Board. So, you know, if there's a big chemical spill, there's nobody there. The Commodity Futures Trade Commission. So there's no trading going on. The Consumer Product Safety Commission. So if there's a recall, there's nobody to recall it. The Department of Commerce, Education, Energy, Homeland Security, Interior, Justice, and Transportation. Not to mention the Department of the Treasury in Washington, D.C., which I guess that means that their Skokie office is open, but fucking D.C. is shut down. The Environmental Protection Agency, the Executive Office of the President, which includes the First Lady's Office, the White House Council, the Office of the Budget and Management, the FDIC, the Federal Trade Commission, the IRS, so I guess we have that to be thankful for. Uh, HUD, the United States Postal Service, the USDA, so you know your meat and your milk are not getting inspected right now, and NASA. So there we go. Oh, by the way, the U.S. courts are open for another four days, and then they shut down. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what is open is the military, thank- thankfully, uh, the Appalachian Regional Committee, because I was really worried about the Appalachian Regional Committee, the court system of Washington, D.C., and that will not close down. Thank God, because we all know there's a lot of crime in the D.C. area. The Department of Veteran Affairs. The Kennedy Center. You know, that's a big one. So it's okay. They, uh, are, they, they, already gave their, they already gave Led Zeppelin their Medal of Honor. We're good. Don't worry. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, as long as, long as they've, they've handed out those honors to old, crusty, white people, everybody's happy. Old, crusty, white, uh, go- old, crusty, and white gods. Old, crusty, white gods. So you'll still be getting your check. Uh-huh. So that's that's just a, a few of the uh, services and departments that are are shut down or are shutting down as we speak. But there is one part of the government that is not going to take this shit anymore, Adam. The mm-hmm. Pentagon mm-hmm. will be bringing most of its 400,000 furloughed civilian employees back to work, officials said on Saturday, after concluding that it has the legal authority to do so. Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel made the decision after department lawyers said it was legal under the Pay Our Military Act, a measure passed by Congress shortly before the partial government shutdown began on Tuesday. So the government saw this coming and said, here, we'll give you a little back door here, Pentagon. Go ahead and call your people back. So fuck you, John Boehner. We're still going to be operating. The Pentagon's going to be operating a full force. So shut up. I'm really I'm pissed off about this thing. This government shut down, and uh, that was the probe. And that was the probe starring Nathan Frizzell. Uh, you know what I, I thought to myself, Adam? I thought to myself, so for every day that this government is shut down and we're not getting these services and, 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 and whatnot, that's a, a day of uh, a tax refund, right? We get our taxes back for that day since the government's not doing anything, right? No, that's not how it works. Stupid fucking... Who runs this damn government? We should be, right? Sure, yeah. You don't even care. I just don't worry, Nate. Don't worry, Nate. When the government... Like, we're, we're going to realize how much we miss the government, and when they come back, the government will be bigger and more powerful than ever, and there'll be bread and soup lines and hammers and sickles on the flag, and everything's going to be just fine. Trust me. Well... You know what? There's going to have to be bread lines soon because if they keep it closed, our economy is going to be in the crapper again. Like just mm-hmm. when we started to climb out of this fucking eight-year recession or however long it's lasted. If they keep it up, we're just going to go right back in again. You should be just, pissed off, Adam. I know you don't get pissed off very often, but you I'm should not, be. I'm not pissed off. Come on, comrade. <laughs> everything's, going, everything, everything's going the right way with this country. I'm totally fine with I'm, it. I want you to feel something, Adam. I want you to feel something other than humor. I want you to. I want you to get angry with me. Get I'll angry. T- I, I'll. I'll. I'll get angry if uh, in three hours I realize I haven't uh, wiped well enough, and I learned that the hard way because we're about to take a break, and I'm about to go take a quick dump, and then I'll be right back, and hopefully I'll wipe well enough so that by 3 p.m. today I'm not itchy out back. Okay? Are we cool? I'm disgusted. Uh, we got Brian West. We got Brian West coming on uh, in the second hour. Uh, to talk about um, his memories with the uh, 2003 National Championship team for LSU. That's football, by the way. Uh, Long live the king. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't go, uh, what, are you talking about Nick Saban? Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Bicoastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam.
Hola, greetings, guten tag, hello. You like laughing? Of course you do. You're not a fascist. Or maybe you are. But even fascists like a good joke now and then. The Family Dinner and Comedy Troupe is ready to provide that fascist joke in addition to many patriotic ones and a number of morally neutral humorous comments. The Family Dinner is the premier improvisational comedy troupe of Baton Rouge. We perform weekly at the local Laser Tag. Join us Friday nights for sketch, music, and extemporaneous fun with audience interaction and very little personal injury. Check us out online at facebook.com slash familydinnerimprov. Here at the Registrick Podcast, we're more than just a trio of debased guys drinking and swearing into a microphone. We also explore more enlightened topics like science and technology. If they could put the technology of a woman saying, come in my pussy, into intergalactic space travel, we would have colonized the universe by now. So join us every week for the Registrick Podcast on iTunes or at theregistrick.com. Dropping science like Galileo dropped the orange. In the land of cotton, old times there are not forgotten. Look away, look away, look away, Dixieland. Welcome back to the Bicoastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam. Adam Tootenanny Wilson over here in Brooklyn, New York, along with Nathan Frizzell over there in Hollywood, California, in a neighborhood that he likes to specify every week so he can tell us how many Jews he lives next to. Uh, Nate, you got uh, Frizzell Friday debuted this past Friday. Good job on that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, you know, like I said, I was just trying to figure out what I wanted Frizzell Fridays to be before I jumped into that tank. And uh, by the way, Hootenears, I know what you've been asking yourselves all weekend, and the answer is no. He does not go five minutes without bitching about traffic and traffic laws. No, he never does. Ever. No. Never, ever, uh, ever. I, and you know what? If you lived in Los Angeles, neither would you. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Okay. Um, <laughs> also, uh, stay tuned. Debuting this week is the Family Dinner Podcast. That is uh, a podcast hosted by me and featuring the Family Dinner, the improvisational comedy troupe in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, that will be turning 11 next month. In fact, it's 11 years old. Where has the time gone? Uh, I don't know, but um, I remember in the early days of the family dinner um, having to schedule, uh, having to viciously schedule some of our uh, shows around something uh, of which we were all feverishly interested in the fall of 2003. Nate, why don't you take us into our next segment so we can talk a little more about this? Well, I don't know why I have to do it. Adam, just go ahead and show us your balls. Welcome to Balls. I am Adam Tootenanny Wilson, America's Balls caster. Today we have a special guest with us. He was, he is former LSU defensive end and linebacker. He wore number 54. He had the best head of hair in the 2000s in the history of LSU football. He also was a uh, defensive player of all sorts for the West Monroe High School Rebels. Not only that, he was a left-handed pitcher for the Bristol White Sox, the Burlington Bees, the Winston-Salem Warthogs, the Birmingham Barons, and the Charlotte Knights. He is number 54 in your hearts and number one in the lower left ventricle. Brian West, how are you, Brian? Good. You're doing all right today, Adam? That's right. Uh, apparently, I'm really coked up and very excited to be talking to you. <laughs> so so, so everything is par, par for the course, then. That sounds good. That's right. Brian, you and I went to high school together at West Monroe for a few years there. We, we did, and uh, like I say, Adam was uh, – you graduated in, in 98 or 99, Adam? I graduated in 98, which was um, – that was uh, about three or four years after you were supposed to graduate, but you know the technique of football in West Monroe. You know what we do in eighth well, grade. 
Absolutely. After I, I held back, but I, I was always a, a closet Adam Wilson fan. You know, Whoa. going to the Monroe Moxon games, watching him <laughs> take his shirt off and dance uh, in the aisle was always, I said, man, I wish I could do that or have that physique to be able to do that one day. Unfortunately, I'm still uh, still working on that uh, lifelong dream of mine. So, Well, I saw you recently. You're, you haven't, I mean, your playing weight is about this. You probably are below your playing weight, aren't you? Or are well, you about I'm the same? A, I definitely appreciate it. I, you know, my playing weight, uh, more of a uh, nose tackle playing weight these days. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Outside <laughs> linebacker, uh, defensive end. But, uh, and as far as a left-handed pitcher, uh, I guess uh, uh, that'll make me ambidextrous. I actually threw with the right. But uh, if you want to say left-handed, that works too. Oh, shit. That's the, <laughs> the most basic thing I could have gotten about your damn baseball career. And I got your the hand you threw with. Uh, I got that wrong. Um. Brian, uh, you um, you got you have something going on this Saturday at the LSU versus Florida game. Uh, there's a 10-year reunion ceremony before the game, featuring uh, many members of the 2003 uh, BCS national championship team. That, that that is correct. It's something that the uh, you know LSU started the uh, Letterman's Club uh, probably five six years ago, and. Uh, They've really reached out uh, to all the uh, former athletes in every sport, but uh, this year they're going to do for the um, for the Florida LSU game. They're going to do a 10-year reunion. It's been 10 years since we won the uh, national title in 2003. Mm-hmm. They're going to have everybody come down, a big banquet, kind of a gathering, you know, see all those guys that uh, it, you, you had those battles and those wars with, and uh, see where everybody's at and catch up and just reconnect there by so it's an extremely it's a good it's a great event and uh, excited to get down there and see a lot of those guys I hadn't seen in literally 10 years so yeah that uh that that 2003 team was great man i loved all those guys david brown dyke tony moss tommy hodson Corey raymond greg jackson eddie fuller dalton hilliard burt jones jerry stovall doc fenton george hallis red grange otto graham norm van brocklin you name it those are that was a great team yeah, I mean, you, you, you covered pretty much everybody there that was on that team that mm-hmm. went through. Uh, like I say, I guess we, we actually had the real helmets. I, I think Red, you know, he just didn't <laughs> want to wear the real helmet. He just wanted right. to put his, his boot on top of his head and uh, um, wear that around. So uh, it, we, we, we overcame, and uh, we, we got him to suit it up and uh, took it home against Oklahoma that year. That's right. Now, uh, Nate and I were there jerking each other off up in the terrace level uh, during that game. That's right. And uh, my favorite part of the game was when you got that assisted tackle um, <laughs> in uh, in yeah. the second half there. That was great. It, you know, like I say, highlight of the year right there. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to be the first one to tell you, and a lot of people tell you this too, if that assisted tackle doesn't happen, I'm not so sure the outcome's the same. Uh, I heard that. Damn right. I mean, um, it's true. <laughs> Unfortunately, I will have to explain. Unfortunately, I did. I did partially tear my MCL, which caused me from Oof. adding to the assisted tackle. So uh, oh, that's right. Just 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 that way. Good grief! Who is this guy? But uh, mm-hmm. I had a partially torn MCL. Tried to uh, band it up and go, but uh, obviously not quite the level I needed to to get out there and, and have two assisted tackles. So right no. Um but you you can you've let go. You know what I mean. Like you don't, sure. you don't hold a, you don't hold not, a, bit, not, not a bitter all. grudge. Yeah. No, every time I watch a game, I don't put my uniform on and uh, uh, you know put my knee brace back on and get loose in the yard and do and do my uh, individual uh, you know drills. But yeah, I've let go a long time ago. 
So <laughs> y- you've got this reunion coming up with all your teammates. Now, one one thing you've got to be looking forward to is to is usually when 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 football teams get together for for very uh, milestone reunions, they get this one kind of like um, commemorative uh, pep talk from their old coach. Are you looking forward yeah. to getting a pep talk from your old coach that day? Yeah, I think Saban would probably – he's probably going to miss his game to come in and speak uh-huh. with us. Right. And then uh, – but Muschamp, who's across – he'll be across the field. You know, he was actually – believe it or not, he was the guy that really uh, got fiery. Uh, I, I can't repeat what he said uh, before we played Oklahoma, but I'll uh-huh. tell you this. Uh, if he could have put a helmet on and pads on and gone out there and played back in 03, he would have absolutely gone out there and done it. He was always much more of the uh, – uh, get you fired up talking. Saban was more of your calm, collected head coach in the locker room. Uh, Saban was calm. He became a little bit more animated on the sidelines as, as, uh, oh, oh, yeah. he know, puts you, on a you, show. You have, right. Uh, he actually once told me, uh, yeah, you know, he'd always, he always took a, a moment to make sure that he would belittle everybody at least once, <laughs> uh, you know, and he was very fair about that. It was, it was coaches, players, training staff, uh, the one I'll never forget, and I knew mine was coming, I lined up a little bit too tight uh, in, a, in, a, in a formation, and uh, he told me in film that his uh, 12-year-old daughter asked him why he keeps putting 54 in because he looks like a drunk homeless man wandering around out there on the field. So uh, <laughs> does wonders for your confidence as far as whenever he tells you that his 12-year-old daughter asked him that. And uh, wow. he said he couldn't, and he said, he said I couldn't even answer the question as to why I did that. Uh, so moving this on. This is even better. Right. Uh, and then moving on to the next play, uh, he does yeah. somebody else. So, you know, as long right. as you got yours, you know, he still cared about you. It was almost like a badge of honor. It's like uh, in the Navy, you get a tattoo. And then uh, at LSU football, you get your ass chewed by Nicholas Lou Saban. Yeah. You get, you get berated uh, on a personal level. So that way you go, you know what? Now I really feel like I'm part of the team now. So uh, <laughs> I want to say this because you mentioned Will Muschamp. And uh, Nate and I are well aware. Uh, uh, we, we heard every word that man said on the football field. Uh, during, <laughs> I think all 90,000 of us heard every word that man said. And let me tell you something. Uh, Will Muschamp, if you gave, showed me a picture of Will Muschamp from the eyebrows up, and a picture of you, Brian West, from the eyebrows up. I don't know that I would be able to tell the difference between the two of you because you have exactly the same head of hair. Hey, he's got a great salad going on up there as well as well do I. I mean, just a really nice European windblown type look. You know, mm-hmm. it's, when you wake up in the morning to when you go to bed at night, it's just something you always literally hang your hat on. So mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> and, and when gentlemanly the- do. Yeah, right. and when the... And when the wind wakes up in the morning, it says frantically, holy shit, i got to find Brian West's hair so I can blow through it and make it look as beautiful to, as it I, is. I need, I, it, it needs to wisp through my hair a little bit. So, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, you, told, you told me a story recently, uh, speaking of uh, Nick Saban, Nick Saban uh, chewing outs, Nick Saban out chewings. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There was a special teams player that got uh, reamed by Saban, and you were sitting next to him. You're talking about the kicker. Uh, yes, the kicker. For 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 to, to keep it, I won't, I won't repeat his name, but he was the kicker. And okay. as everybody knows, kickers and punters, you know, they're a little different. You can't quite, uh, you know, handle them as uh, the same as you would say a linebacker or whatnot. And uh, had a tough game. Uh, missed a couple easy kicks, a couple PATs. We end up winning in overtime 
against uh, Oregon State, the Beavers. Mm-hmm. I remember that game. Their kicker had an even worse game, and he shanks. Yeah. He he Ray Finkel a PAT to lose the game. Yeah, that was his, he, he did that three times that night. In fact, he he shanked three yeah. extra points that night. That was what was amazing to me. Right. So he Ray Finkel three. Our guy Ray Finkel two. And uh, so he we're having our team meeting and we're sitting there and it's. 5 30 in the morning in the lot room and uh Saban was just ranting and raving and called out the kicker's name wanted to know where he was sitting he happened to be sitting right beside me and uh he wanted to know uh he wanted to know if he was a man uh, and if he could prove it to come down there and do it uh and he sat there didn't do anything Saban asked him did you hear what I said come down here and prove it by showing certain things and uh as he started to get up he screams at him sit down what are you doing you can come out so anyway it was one uh, i had to edit a lot of that but uh, you can imagine if you're that guy as a coach is reaming you did you hear what i said and you think about it i need to go down there and prove my manhood by showing it and then you start to get up and you get berated for getting up to come down there and you know now did you dare laugh at that situation or did you just remain yeah fearfully silent (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that that's one of you, you remain fearfully silent, but you had you kind of had to go to a dark place to you know, man. Look, I can't laugh at this. I mean, I got a <laughs> I got a geometry test coming up. I got a D in there. You know, so you you kind of had to mentally check out. You're uh, replaying you're you, replaying you, Schindler's you, List in your mind just to make sure you right, don't laugh, or or right. Tom Hanks Tom <laughs> Hanks's death in Philadelphia. Just anything that's not funny. Yeah, anything, you're cutting yourself under the table. Sure, absolutely. Like I say, it, it was one of those things that when you would hear stuff like that, you would literally have to just just check out because if if you laughed, uh, I don't. I think one guy laughed, and we're not sure where he ended up or what happened to him. So, uh. <laughs> oh um, man! Uh, uh, before story. we get into before we get into uh, talking about. Um, uh, oh, I've got one final question about football. Uh, what the what what the, what were these people thinking? I like that they they scheduled this reunion for the ten year anniversary of the one game that LSU lost in two thousand three. By the way, uh, the Florida game. That's yeah. nice job scheduling, you know, actually, guys. Uh, I forgot that, that. That's right. We lost. I believe it was like uh, was it seventeen to seven or something like that. I it believe was and, uh, nineteen it was to seven. Is what it was. Nineteen to seven. Uh, Ron Zook. Ron Zook got a Gatorade bath after that game. For God's sake, Jesus. <laughs> He sure did. So that I, I guess maybe uh, it's it's some incentive for these guys uh, ten years later to go out there and and uh, redeem us, avenge us, right? Right, and also actually maybe maybe it's a way to say hello to uh, Will Muschamp, whom uh, I uh, I remember secretly wishing that he would be our uh, our head coach. I don't know how good he'd be. I doubt he'd have as good a winning percentage as uh, as the village idiot that we have now. And I say that kindly because I'm a big supporter of the current coach, but. Man, he's a village are idiot. His, are his numbers not the most amazing thing in the world? When you see his numbers, it is the most impressive. When you see it, him and see his numbers, it is incredible. Right. right. When you when if you watch just a highlight video of him of like a video montage of just him on the sideline reacting to things with his like little retarded kid clap and he eating grass and <laughs> talking with his hands to Tracy Wolfson and scaring the shit out of her and things like that. And just the the, the blooper reel of just him and dealing with the media. And then you look and you conclude what is actually true. If you lined up every coach, every coach's individual tenure at an individual school, Les Miles has one of the 25 best tenures at a single school of all time. 
And there's not, yeah. there's not a lot of coaches that I'll be like, so Daryl Royal, excuse me, Daryl Royal over at Texas, uh, Bear mm-hmm. Bryant, Burr Bryant. I'd say Saban yeah. at Alabama has a better tenure. Um, I'm telling you, there's like 15 coaches that at a single school had a better tenure than Les Miles has at LSU, and that's it. So uh, I, I tell you what, I, I believe I heard the stat that uh, he is only one of three coaches in the history of college football to have three consecutive 10-win seasons. You, and you're talking about yeah. Joe Paterno, Bear Bryant, Les Miles. Yeah. How about that? How about that? How about that? Class, and it's, just, huh? it's especially impressive when you consider the fact, like uh, I, I read an article recently about how insane Les Miles is when he, if you heard him ex- explain that clap that he does on the sidelines, his explanation for clapping the way that he does, you know, which is like uh, he claps at a right angle with only his palms and it, it makes him look special ed. Mm-hmm. Uh, his explanation is so that he doesn't interlace his fingers accidentally and injure himself. As like, you can't clap <laughs> your hands without injuring yourself. Yeah, he has you got some think- problems. <laughs> Yeah, and he has this, he's had the same lunch every day since he started at LSU. It's like a, a, a Cobb salad with chicken and a Diet Coke, and he refuses to do anything else. And it's just like he's the weirdest person. Like he's got all these idiosyncrasies and all these strange things going on. But you know what? I mean, yeah. he, he wins, you know. And he you know, he'll have a frustrating thing like yeah. – Exactly. And he, he has all these frustrating things like, you know – not it, it, when watch that bowl game last season against Clemson. I was like, did we even practice going into this game? Did we watch any tape on Clemson? So there will be that occasional frustrating game where I'm like, I don't even think that the team prepared for this, but he's a brilliant coach. So and somehow, you know, I, I'll say this, and I kind of, I know we're getting off, off base here, but, but the bowl games versus a playoff system, it is so hard as a player if it's not a – we look at Florida last year in the Sugar Bowl. You know, when, when you're expecting to play for that national championship game, even Florida in the Sugar Bowl, you know, last year, LSU and Chick-fil-A Bowl, it is so difficult to get ready to go play a football game because it, it's, it's – it's, and I hate to say it, it's almost a letdown having to go play that football game because it's a month off and, you know, it's mm-hmm. you're playing Clemson or you're playing a Louisville – that's so difficult to get up for because you're, you're, yeah, you're yeah. playing for pride, but you're not playing for a championship. So, mm-hmm. uh, right. yeah, anyway, that makes sense. Just, and that, that, it's so that's... hard. Oh, it's so hard. It's an exhibition makes... game. It literally is an exhibition game. Yeah, that's um, all it is. Yeah, and it's it doesn't matter if you season, win or so lose. It... You don't get more money or less money. I mean, it's just the school doesn't. Uh, players too, I guess at that point. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it just—it's bowl games are much, much more difficult to get up. Well, to you play say, for even. you say you don't get more money. Well, like I said, I guess it depends on if you have more than one assist, you might get a little uh-huh. bit more. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, you were yeah, one of the players yeah. that got paid. Okay, I see. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like, like if you if you intercepted a pass and scored a touchdown, you might get you know a free uh, Diet Coke at the local Zaxby's or Kane uh-huh. or something. So. Yeah. Re- reading between yeah. the lines, Brian. Way to go. Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, we had we had uh that that's you know that that's like um back when I was in the wrestling team in high school and we used to have that like mo- a lot of our tournaments used to have a, what they call you know a constellation bracket. I mean, it's like you mm-hmm. lose, you know, they have double elimination, but and like the winner of the constellation bracket would somehow place third in the tournament and get a medal. Right. They started giving you medals because people would just leave. They would lose yeah. once, and then they leave the tournament because they didn't have any reason to, con- to continue on. So they started giving us medals. It's like, 
So I get that. You know, you you you're not playing for yeah. the gold, so you're done. You know, in mentally. fact, right. even, even participating in the consolation bracket in wrestling—that's basically you're just rolling around with a dude trying to butt fuck him. I mean, that's basically <laughs> that's all that's all that is. If there's no actual prize at the end, other than consolation, you know. Well, uh, I'll share I'll share with you a little a little uh, info about myself. My first tournament as a wrestler in high school. I won the consolation bracket because I, I, I won my first two matches. <laughs> I won my first two matches, lost my third, and then I won my fourth. And I won, I was like, oh, look, I get a medal. <laughs> it's my first tournament. It's not bad results for a first tournament. You know? Right. It, 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 kind of like Adam Wilson's first ever sanctioned high school baseball game at 33 years old. He won the MVP. <laughs> That's right. Rookie of the year, man. It was yeah, like, it's right. Adam Wilson, you can't laugh at me. You know, it took you to you were thirty three to win something. <laughs> yeah, yes, Hootnears. Hootnears, shut up. It took Jesus thirty three years to make a name for himself. Hey, look, Hootnears. Um, uh, what? I'm serious. Okay. No, it's, uh, it's true, but you know, you're not saving mankind. You may the be saving hell, the hell I moment. ain't. The hell I ain't. Look, listen to you. Okay, Hootnears, you remember that baseball game I wouldn't shut up about for six weeks? Uh, that game was organized by this man on the show right now, Brian West. So, Brian, I want to thank you for making me a baseball legend. Hey, absolutely. Like I say, Alan, I mean, he was such a legend that they kept calling him Alan Wilson. The chance for Alan Wilson <laughs> uh, throughout the game were, were amazing. And uh, now <laughs> it is time for a little thing we like to call First Down and Balls. Balls. Uh, first First off, uh, last week's results. Uh, Nate, you're, <laughs> you're going to be happy with this. I want to. I want to talk about this. Okay. Well, I've got. I've got to give the Hootenears what uh, what they're paying for. Uh, paying for? Okay. Yeah, um, they're paying. Where's that, where's that fucking money? They're paying with their ears. Okay, first off, uh, Emily Ann Sanders-Hyman, our announcer. Hey, Emily, good to see you. Uh, she was our guest picker last week, and she made three errors herself. Her North Texas Mean Green lost to Nate's Tulane Green Wave. Her Vanderbilt Commodores lost to Nate's Missouri Tigers. And her Buffalo Bills lost to Nate's Cleveland Browns. Nate, you made a few errors yourself. Your Ole Miss Rebel Black Bears lost to my Auburn Tiger War Eagle Plainsman. Your New England Patriots lost to my Cincinnati Bengals. That was a shocker. And who saw that coming? Uh, not, not I, Andrew Whitworth from Westmood fucking row. That's who saw it coming. Uh, <laughs> and your San Diego Chargers lost to my Oakland Raiders uh, at who about saw that coming? nobody, nobody because they were asleep because it was five in the morning when that game ended. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Nate, your Jesuit Blue Jays lost to Emily's East Jefferson Warriors. Uh, I myself made four errors. Uh, my Southern Methodist Mustangs lost to Emily's Rutgers Scarlet Knights. My South Florida Bulls lost to Emily's Cincinnati Bearcats. My Miami Dolphins lost to Emily's Baltimore Ravens. And my Seattle Seahawks shockingly lost to Emily's Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis pretty hot with big wins over San Francisco and Seattle in... But she... Wait, but let's let's get to the real issue here. What? Did you just say you lost four games in a row to Emily and Sanders Heinemann? I did, and that's why she beat them. Damn. Yeah, I know. That's why she beat the both of us. And in fact... Uh, the score for last week uh, was uh, Emily scored six, I scored five, and you scored negative three, bringing the, <laughs> bringing the season total to me, 42, you, four. Way to go, Nate. Yeah, fuck yeah. off. You know what? This is rigged. This hey, is rigged. But now you're I, in love with Emily. You're, 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 you're tipping in her favor. I'm, I'm done with this. A lot, of, hey, a lot of people are in love with me. Emily. Um uh, is, is there a consolation prize for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I'll win that shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't know how right you are, Nate. Anyway, um, so well, um, uh, so what I'm going to do? I'm going to do you a favor, Nate. I'm going to put in since you're in California 
and you get to see all that media coverage of California teams. I'm going to put the two California conferences in. We're going to go with the Mountain West and the Pacific 12 this week, uh, in addition to the state of Louisiana, the SEC. Oh, you're throwing me a bone. How nice. Yeah, I'm throwing you a bone. <laughs> I don't need no of, damn bone, but all right. Uh, let's of course, it. it's, the con- it's the consolation bracket. Of course, I'm throwing you a bone. First off, the Adam Wilson <laughs> Bicoastal Hootenanny, Tootenanny, 14, top 14. According to my computer rankings, number 14, Virginia Tech, number 13, Washington, number 12, UCLA, number 11, Oregon, number 10, Missouri, number 9, Ohio State, number 8, Oklahoma, number 7, Baylor, number 6, Miami, the Hurricanes, that is, not the Red Hawks, number 5, Georgia, number 4, Florida State, number 3, Stanford, number 2, Alabama, and number 1, Clemson. Don't worry, it all makes sense towards the end of the season. There's been a small sample size. Every team has about five games under their belt. Nate, I don't want to hear anything about it. But, hey, Smitty, congratulations. Your Clemson Tigers are number one in the country. Number one, eh? Mm-hmm. That's right. Over Bama. That's correct. They had a big um, the because Clemson. Uh, the biggest reason is Clemson has the biggest quality win to date in the country, and that is a win over Georgia. Georgia is the best team with a loss, and uh, Clemson the one. Clemson is the reason why Georgia is not undefeated. Uh, that tends to that gives you a lot of bonus points. Uh, Alabama themselves uh, they have a they have a quality win over Texas A and M. A uh, and M not quite as good as Georgia, so um, that. You know, I mean, it's it's neck and neck. So uh, uh, if if they both win out, Alabama's going to end up being number one. Uh, but we know they won't win out because LSU plays in Tuscaloosa this year, and Tuscaloosa is Baton Rouge Northeast. Because in our lifetime, Brian West, I don't know if you know this, LSU is eleven and four at Bama. Uh, we've had very good success on the road at, at Alabama. Oh, Absolutely. that's right. Uh, I think as, as have they at Death Valley. Now, when I played sports, my, my when I played sports, I wore the jersey number fourteen. Nate, when you played sports, you wore the number forty-four. Brian, every night you go to sleep, you wear your LSU jersey because you can't let go, and that jersey bears the number fifty-four. So that will be in that order: one, two, three. The random number is two. Nate Frizzell, begin now with the Mountain West. Uh, all right. Well, I will take my San Diego State border jumpers over the door. Adam Wilson, Air Force military man. <laughs> That's uh, Aztecs over Falcons, you dumbass. All right. Uh, <laughs> Brian West, I'll take my San Jose State Spartans over your Colorado State Rams. I will take my Hawaiian Rainbows over the UNLV running Rebels. I'll just go right back to my Wyoming Prairies over Adam's New Mexico Deserts. <laughs> That's Cowboys over Lobos, you dumbass. And uh, Brian West, I'll take my Boise State Broncos over your Utah State Aggies. And that's the end of the Mountain West. On to the Pac-12. Brian West, you have the board. Go towards me. I'm going to take my Arizona Wildcats over your University of Southern California Light Loafers. <laughs> that's Trojans, Brian. You're being a dick. Okay. Uh, Nate Frizzell, I'll take my Oregon Ducks over your Washington Huskies. All right. Well, uh I will take my Stanford Cardinals over Adam oh. Wilson's Utah Utes. Eh, it's Cardinal. It's not an S, no, but okay, Cardinal. fine. Shut up. Okay. Brian. I will take my Arizona Bull Weevils over your oh. Colorado Buffaloes. <laughs> That's Arizona State Sun Devils. Okay. Uh, Nate Purcell, I'll take my UCLA Bruins over your California Berkeley Golden Bears. That's fine. I'm going to take my Oregon State Beavers. Over your Adam Wilson, Washington State Cougars. That's correct. Uh, and that is the Pacific 12 on to the state of Louisiana. I, Adam Wilson, have the board, and I'm going towards Nate. Nate, I'll take my uh, Texas State Bobcats over your Louisiana Monroe Warhawks. And that's fine, because I'm going to take my East Carolina Pirates. Adam Wilson, over your Tulane Green Wave. Well, that was over Brian West's Tulane oh, Green Brian's. Wave. That's state of, that's state of Louisiana on to the Southeastern Conference. Brian West, you have the board. Go towards Nate. 
I'm going to take my Auburn War Eagle slash Tigers slash whatever versus Nasty Nate's Western Carolina Panthers. Catamounts, you played them that year, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, that's fine. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, my Mississippi State. Uh, what did we just who did we just play? Mississippi State Bulldogs over your Bowling Green uh Marijuana leaves. Falcons. God damn it, Nate. God, seriously. <laughs> yes, Mississippi State Bulldogs, you stupid retard. Brian West, I'll have my Georgia Bulldogs over your Missouri Tigers. And Adam Wilson, I'm going to have my South Carolina cock over your Arkansas back. Okay. <laughs> okay, he switched, he switched directions on us. Uh, Nate Frizzell, I'll have my Alabama Crimson Tide over your Kentucky Wildcats. Oh, look who gets Georgia <laughs> and Alabama again. Look at that. Shut up, what a, Nate. What a, what a coincidence. Shut up, right, Nate. Yeah, I'm going to take my Texas A&M Aggies over – who am I going to? Brian. Over Brian's Ole Miss Rebels. I guess I'm going to take the old Louisiana State Tigers over Nate's Florida Gators. Okay, and that is the SEC. Brian, stop switching directions. You're pissing Nate off. On to the rest of the top. <laughs> I just want to, the record to show that I've been fucked by oh, this shut up. SEC. <laughs> yeah, you've been you've been you've been Greco Roman wrestling consolation bracketed. Okay, now yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the system is working. Hold on, me. on to the rest of the top fourteen. Nate, you have the board. Go towards Brian, and Brian, you All go right, towards I'm, me. <laughs> I'm gonna take my uh, Virginia Tech Hokies over Brian's Pittsburgh Steelworkers. Panthers, oh. Jesus. I'm gonna take my Oklahoma Sooners over your Adam Wilson Texas Lobos. Oh. <laughs> right, sure, Lobos, Longhorns. <laughs> Could be in a tick, Brian. Nate Frizzell, I'll have my Baylor Bears, the reigning world champion, by the way. I'll explain that after first down at balls. Over your, Nate Frizzell's, Kansas State Wildcats. That's fine, because I'm going to take my Clemson Tigers over Brian's Boston College Jesuits. Golden Eagles, but, yeah, you're sort of right. Uh, On to the (laughs) NFL. Brian West, you have the board. Go towards Nate. I'm going to take the Atlanta Dirty Birds over Nate's New York J-E-T. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's fine. I'm going to go ahead and take my Chicago Bears over Adam and New York Giants. Brian West, I'll take my Cincinnati Bengals featuring former West Monroe legend Andrew Whitworth over your Buffalo Bills. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs over Nate's Oakland Athletics. Oh. <laughs> Raiders, okay. Oh. Brian's, Brian's being <laughs> stupid. Is this football? Too many, oh, too, many, football. too many concussions for Brian. Okay, Nate, go. <laughs> I'm going to take my – oh, shit. What an ugly game. Uh, I, I'm going to take my – who cares? I'm going to take my New York Jets over Adams Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Nate, <laughs> Brian West, I'm going to take my my Denver Broncos favored by 28 oh, points at Las Vegas. Look who gets another easy <laughs> Shut up. Shut up over your – Brian, over your Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers, my, my Green Bay Packers, over Nate's Baltimore Birds. Mm-hmm. Ravens, I'm sure. Take, I'm going to take my Detroit Lions over Adams Cleveland Browns. Brian West, I'm going to take my Houston Texans over your St. Louis Rams. You hear that, James Brown? Rams. Rams, Rams, Rams. Rams. <laughs> okay. Go, Brian. I'm going to take my Seattle Sea Chickens over your Tennessee. Are they Titans? Yeah, they're the Titans. Tennessee yeah. Titans <laughs> over Nasty Nate's Brass the Titans. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take my God, another one of these fucking games. Jeez, um, I'm going to take my Carolina Panthers over Adams' Minnesota Vikings. Uh, ugh, speaking of shitty games, Brian, I'm going to take my ah, Philadelphia Eagles over your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have no idea. 
Yeah, right. Sound pretty, sound pretty confident in that one. I'm going to take my San Francisco Niners over your Arizona Cardinals, Nate. That's fine. I'm going to take my Dallas Cowboys over Adams Washington Redskins. And, Brian West, I'm going to have my New Orleans Saints over your New England Patriots, the Road Warriors. And I'm going to make that my Mark of the Strong. And on to the LHSAA, Brian West. Uh, go towards uh, go towards Nate. I'm going to take my Western Road Rebels over the Alexandria A's or Aces. <laughs> it's Trojans, Brian. Trojans, close enough. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to take my... Jesuit Blue Jays over your, Adam Wilson, Holy Cross Tigers. That's correct. And that was First Down and Balls. Balls. Here it is. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see if uh, I can't wait to see uh, Brian's Oakland Oakland Athletics play against uh, Nate's Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be great. Um, That's going to be an interesting game. Playoff. Playoff mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. By the way, they're, they're about to play right now. Poor Poor Oakland fans. They had to watch a game at 2 in the morning last night, and now they're watching baseball right now already. That's all right. None of those people have jobs. Okay. Uh, and that, uh, and that's oh, – I want to I say one funny thing. Uh, if you see wildfires in southern Nevada, that is because Las Vegas is burning because of what happened in the Ohio State-Northwestern game. Brian, did you see – do you know what I'm talking about? Do you, do you, uh, Brian? You, you talking about the upset? Well, it wasn't really an upset. It was uh, – well, what, what happened was uh, – Nate, I don't know. You don't gamble, do you? Um, yeah, but I don't really bet on sports very often. Yeah, I mean, I don't game. I, I pay attention to sports gambling, but I, I never do it because I would make sure to get my toes shot off somehow because I think I know everything, and that is dangerous when you're a gambler. I think I just know everything. I think I'm always right, uh, and so I will not put my money on that because I would get murdered by some uh, some Guido about three blocks from here in Brooklyn. No, oh, whoa, Guido, watch the. What's the uh, racism? No, 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 that's not racism. Uh, hey, Joey Gallo, Joey the Blonde, one of the most famous mobsters of all time, had his funeral procession come out of the Guido funeral home about half a mile from my apartment. So kiss my... Yeah, but see, with Italians, we can call each other that. We can call each other Guidos and Dagos. You can't. No, it's a, it's a, it's a surname. It's a, it's a uh-huh. family's name is Guido. Uh-huh. I believe the preferred nomenclature is uh, Italian-American, but... Uh, yeah. Please, thank you. Yeah, that's right. Shut up, Brian. I'm going to kick your ass. is not the preferred nomenclature here, dude. Okay. Now, here we go. Um, So uh, here's the situation. There's like two seconds left. Northwestern is on their own 30-yard line, and they're down by four, and they're trying to get some Hail Mary going on, or they're going to do some hook and ladder thing where they try to lateral the ball 12 times and score a la Trinity versus Mississippi College a few years ago. And uh, so they they start the hook and ladder, except there's a fumble on it that squirts back into the uh, back end zone. And Ohio State falls on it for a touchdown, and they win 40-30. to 30. Now, not a big deal because Ohio State had just won anyway, except Ohio State was, Ohio State was favored by 6.5, meaning Northwestern had beaten the spread going into that oh, final yeah. play because they were down by four, and then this stupid fluke play where it doesn't even matter, and then Ohio State falls on the ball, and then they and beat covers. the spread. I've got friends who are in Las Vegas for a bachelor party right now, and they put like a combined $8,000 between them on Northwestern to beat the spread, and they were ready to cash in their tickets, and then the stupid Ohio State Buckeyes fall on that touchdown and cost them like $8,000. Wow. Hang, hang, hangover Part 4. Hangover Part 4. Great movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah that's intense. There's, there was a couple of uh, things that happened th- this week, and you know that, that last-minute uh, interception 
by uh, that, that Tony Romo threw at the end of the Broncos game when he mm-hmm. played such. I mean, that was the best game that Tony Romo has ever played. And then mm-hmm. in the last, you know, minute and a half, he hold throws on. a hold on. I didn't watch that game, but you, you, wait, Tony Romo threw an interception in a in a clutch situation. I know, just, I know. Just not get that up now. But that's quit, quit making know, shit up. Just quit making shit up about people that are excellent. Stop it. <laughs> you stop that. No, I mean, I, I know that that's a surprise, but I mean, yeah, you know, whatever. But uh, you know, it's you kind of feel for the guy. It's like he just. Through five touchdowns, yeah. like uh, over against a Peyton Manning team, um, and and then at the very last second, just made a, a poor decision, and and it cost him like not only the game, but like what would have been a flawless game. You yeah, know? I, I tell you, I can't. I really feel for a guy who uh, you know makes uh, you know millions of dollars a year playing football and then spends his evenings orgasming into the butt chin of Jessica Simpson. I feel very bad for him. I don't think that they're together anymore. I know, but uh, you know, he did it two, three times. He nailed it <laughs> shut. At least, once, um, right? Brian, what well, we got you here on the Hoot Nanny? I, I, I'd like to hear your your uh, diagnosis of this uh, this current LSU team. Like, what? How do you think our season's gonna go? Like, how are we gonna how are we gonna fail against uh, fair? Excuse me, against Alabama and uh, and Texas A and M and the rest of the season. Well, I, I tell you what, I think that Adam, you know, people that have followed him can probably attest to the past two years, you know, the offensive formations and play calling has been a little bit simplistic, a little bit elementary. And, uh, you know, you, you're really seeing with uh, Mettenberger and the weapons they've got on the outside with Cam Cameron calling the plays, uh, yeah. just how, how potent they are. Um, so, you know, with Alabama, obviously Manziel kind of showed that there's a weakness there with the corners. Uh, you know, with Alabama, I think if it gets into a shootout, um, I think it falls in our favor. But if it gets into a defensive defensive battle, I think we may come up uh, – we, we could come up a little short, uh, given the fact we had, what, eight eight guys drafted off the NFL uh, yep, off yeah. that defense last year. So, you know, like I said, you've got, you've got a tremendous talent uh, on the defensive side of the ball. You're just still uh, – uh, I guess molding those guys, but uh, offensively, if it gets into a, sh- a shootout like it did against Mississippi State, well, like LSU's chances to move the ball up and down the field quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think that the? Um, I mean, is this one of those things that uh, the defense can? Are they going to grow exponentially during the season, or is it going to happen? Like, will they will they become the defense that they can be by next season? Like, I, I what's the evolution of like a that side of the ball? You think? I, I think you're going to see some modest, and this is my opinion. You'll see some modest growth modest, this year, uh, as you. But as these young guys continue to play and get more confident, you know, it's the schemes now in college football are, are very similar to NFL football. So imagine being a high school player, going running a high school defense, and having to go into a uh, somewhat NFL style defense. So you've got a lot of thinking, a lot of hesitation. Am I in the right spot? So you're not able just to kind of quote unquote let it go out there. So as guys get more comfortable with the lingo and formations and checks, they'll start playing football. And as we all know, LSU's got a ton of athletes. And when you let those guys be in the right spots and just play football, boy, it's tough to yeah. beat them. So. Yeah, and it's it's got to be confusing for those defensive players because you got John Chavis going like, "Hey guys, pick your spots, play cerebral, play within your ability, play within the scheme." And then in in walks Les Miles going, "Let her rip, let her rip, let her rip, let her rip, let her rip, <laughs> just just." Let it rip. Just play with your dick. Just play with your dick out. Just go. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I could. That, that, that sounds just like him, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. So that's yeah, probably right. that's probably what's the problem. You know, it's just a little confu- a little communication problem is all it is. That's my guess. So, uh, but hey, Hootenears, those were my balls. Balls. Okay. We're gonna finish up the show here, I guess. 
Uh, keep it in mind. Oh, hey, Hootenears, uh, you want to check out. Uh, uh, Brian West will be appearing at Tiger Stadium uh, in the pregame ceremonies and maybe even a halftime ceremony at Tiger Stadium for the uh, LSU and Florida game. And uh, so please make sure and support this thing because, uh, you know, LSU football won't last if you don't support it. So um, uh, also, uh, if, uh, if you have any leads for a, uh, a college football referee who needs a ticket for his wife, uh, <laughs> call Jeremy White because he can't find tickets, even though he's in the game. He referees the fucking game. And he's like, hey, man, you got any leads on a ticket to the Furman game? Okay. Okay. Um, well, let's. Uh, I, this has been a good, uh, good episode. Uh, Brian, it's been lovely having you. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Anytime. That's right. R R R E B. E E E L S. That's right, Brian. Uh, uh, let me ask you a question, Brian. Is there is there a place where we can uh, follow you on the interwebs? Uh, do you have like a Twitter handle or anything like that? You know, uh, Alan had to actually update me on Skype this morning, so uh, I'm going to have to lean on my good buddy Alan over here to help me out. Uh, <laughs> I guess maybe get a Twitter handle, but I, I am a follower of Alan Wilson, the 2012 MVP alumni game. I am a follower of his. So. <laughs> nice. All right. All right. Well, um, that's a, Adam, what do you got going on this week? Anything spectacular? Um. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm laughing at Brian because he's so goddamn funny. Fuck you, dude. Um, um, uh, this, uh, God, I don't even know. No, this week, uh, oh, I'm, uh, well, no, I'm, I'm producing a new podcast with, uh, the family dinner. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm doing a lot of editing and, uh, uh, hopefully we can look forward to you on a Frizzle Friday this week as well. That's right. Uh, that's right. You guys are going to be, uh, everybody out there is going to be treated to not, not just one, not just two, but four days of either myself or Adam. That's the Bicoastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam on Mondays. Tootenanny Tuesdays starring Adam Tootenanny Wilson on Tuesdays. Uh, the, the Family, family Dinner, Dinner podcast. podcast on Wednesdays. The Red Stick Podcast on Thursdays. And Frizzell Fridays on Fridays. That is a full week of Red Stick Podcasts that you can check out at theredstick.com. Look at that. Look at that. We, what, what more could you ask for? As for me personally, uh, I'm... Uh, I'm supposed to be going camping this week if uh, mm-hmm. government if government gets off day ass Come and on. decides they want to work for day check. Nate needs uh, to go camping and get his consolation bracket on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, government? Right. Come on. That's right. Well, that's uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, for Alan Wilson in Brooklyn, New York, and Brian West in – Brian, where are you located? Yeah, he's in West, West Monroe. West Monroe, Louisiana. In mm-hmm. West Monroe, Louisiana. I am Nate Frizzell in Hollywood, California. This has been the Bicoastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam. To all of our friends back home and everyone in between, we say, Swing Swing Twa. Twa. Email us your questions, comments, corrections, and anything other than questions about Duck Dynasty because Brian West will murder the next person who asks him about that crap to Nate and Adam at theredstick.com or call us at 225-244-9469. This has been the Bicoastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam. Next week, Adam tries desperately to refrain from using ethnic slurs directed at Italian-Americans on Columbus Day. Visit us at theredstick.com or subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow the show on Twitter at Bi Coastal Hoop. 
This has been a production of The Red Stick.